In today's episode, we discuss Monday Night Football, the return of Russell Wilson to Seattle as the Denver Broncos can't hack it, the NFL repurposing its social justice slogans, and the Dak attack continues as we ponder if Dak Prescott is even a top 10 quarterback. All this and more, it's time to sideline the agenda. And welcome to Sideline the Agenda, the show that sidelines the agenda of the corporate sports media while rejecting wokeness both on and off the field of play. My name is Scott. With me is Chris and Kevin. Dak Prescott is out, our top 10 QB bout, and the NFL slaps a sticker on it. But first, we'd like to invite you to join our agenda to sideline the agenda by subscribing to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcast entertainment. You can also follow us on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. Yeah, and make sure to tell your friends about us because that really helps out too. Sideline the Agenda. Get off the sideline and into the game. Gentlemen, what is up? Welcome. How's it going, everybody? Welcome, everybody, to Sideline the Agenda. Another wonderful episode, I'm sure. Monday Night Football happened. I had to work late. I hope everybody listened and placed their bets like I told them last episode. Hey, you know. That's right. You know, you heard it first here, Sideline the Agenda. All the media noise was you know, saying Denver Broncos, too legit to quit this year, right? That's Put right. that money, six and a half spread. It's all good. Your money's safe. We told you otherwise. <laughs> we kind of told you otherwise. Well, you guys heard it straight from here. You, you know heard what I mean? it first. Six and a half spread. We were saying there is a reason to preseason. Pete Carroll knows that. We discovered this. You know, the other guys, Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, and now Nathaniel Hackett uh, just could not hack it yeah. on Monday night. Having opting to sit all their starters for the preseason, and um, that move didn't seem to bear any fruit, did it? Not at all. I, I will say though, those two goal line fumbles that completely lost the game for the Broncos right there. Yeah. But also fourth and five, you got the ball on Russell Wilson's hand. The end of the game, they still had one more timeout. What were they thinking? I mean, they this let is... all that time run off just to go for the field goal. Yeah. This is yeah, exactly it, one. right? I mean, uh, to to uh, Hackett's credit, he he addressed that today. Um, I'm going to go ahead and see if I can find that uh, comment. But uh, before I do, uh, how do you justify going out as an organization and spending, paying a man, um, I can't remember how many years his deal's oh, for, gosh. but $245 million dollar investment in Russell Wilson and fourth and five, and you opt not to give the guy the ball? What's that about? Yeah, that's a hell of a lot of money to be playing a guy to uh, take him out and put your kicker in for. Was it like a record attempt? It was like an incredibly long field goal attempt. Yeah, it was 64-yard attempt. (laughs) 64 yards. Would have been the second longest in NFL history. Yeah, exactly. Now, here's here's Hackett uh, um, speaking about uh, what he was thinking. Um, Hopefully this comes through, uh, and, and we'll see what he has to say. You know, looking back at it, we definitely should have gone for it. Um, just not, not, you know, one of those things you look back at it and you say, of course we should go for it. We missed the field goal. Um, but in that situation, we had a plan. I mean, we had a plan. We knew that the 46 was the mark. Uh, we were third and 15, I think, third and 13. I'm more upset about that play before it to lose yards, to be able to, you know, 
getting that there would have definitely uh, been better to be able to call that same play and get extra yards. But um, he dumps it out to Javante. Javante makes a move. Goes a lot farther than I think we had anticipated. We were expecting to go for it on fourth down. And then you hit the mark. You know, the mark that we had all set before we started. We said uh, 46 yards. Yeah, 46 yard line was where we wanted to be. And uh, we got there. So we had to make the decision if we wanted to give it to, our, you know, Brandon. And we did. And it didn't work. It sucks. But hey, that's part of it. So it seems like they were kind of stuck on that, that decision, right? Yeah. Like they were going to go for it, hitting that mark for their field goal attempt. But like we were just saying, 64 yards, man. Like that is, is uh, uh, I don't know. I was it's watching an incredibly that. incredibly long way to kick a, kick a field goal on the road. I was watching that, and I was thinking to myself, like, what are they doing? Like I'd, I, I think I'd be giving it to Russell Wilson, especially spending that kind of money. Um, Next Gen Stats uh, posted that the field, field goal probability model estimated the odds of the McManus – uh, McManus making the 64-yard field goal in that situation to be 14.2 percent, and the model <laughs> sounds about right. It, the model does the adjustment for kicker strength, but uh, does not account for elevation and live weather. Uh, you know, of course, he's you know pretty uh, renowned for for making f- you know di- far distance field goals. Uh, Mile High Stadium, of course, is 5,280 feet. Ball travels farther up there, and uh, Lumen Field's like 16 feet. Uh, but still, like, I don't know, a 14 point, what was it, 14.2%? And then the probability of Russell Wilson and the Broncos offense converting on fourth and five against the, the Seattle defense in that situation, uh, factoring in team and QB strength, was 42.1%. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the Broncos were, they had total yards was almost double what the Seahawks had. It's not like they weren't driving the ball. They were definitely driving the ball, um, but... Melvin Ingram or Melvin Gordon completely just dropped the ball on the goal line. And that's the problem. <laughs> it also says it also says if the Broncos had converted on fourth and five, even with twenty seconds and two timeouts, the odds of scoring three uh, points or more was sixty six point two percent. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So clearly the wrong no, they, decision. <laughs> yeah, they had they had the game in their grasp, and you know, a rookie head coach. I mean, you just game one. Yeah, it seemed you know, like he had tunnel vision. Mistakes on the the player side and the coach's side, and yeah, he's just chickened out, I guess. Who, who uh, would have thought? What else to say on that one? Who would have <laughs> thought we'd be sitting here talking after week one, and the only team in the NFC West with a win is the Seattle, Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah, yeah, the team that's supposed to be the bottom feeder. Yeah, exactly. Seriously, all three teams that made the playoffs are all zero one. In Seattle's First place. one and zero against the <laughs> mighty Broncos. <laughs> Seattle's tied for the best record in the league. Yeah, yeah. Geno Smith, what didn't he go like thirteen and zero for like his first thirteen attempts or something like that? Um, it was uh, he, he did have a pretty good first half. He definitely. had a great first half. I mean, but let's talk about the second half. Yeah, no, no, no. no. The yeah. second half was abysmal. I'm not absolutely <laughs> just but, complete opposite. But to be a prisoner of the moment. <laughs> <laughs> in in the first half being the moment specifically you know it was i don't think anybody expected that to happen last night at all well that's true right he yeah had, and he had and, 82 percent completion and 195 yards yeah. <laughs> yeah and to our point you know they preseason they came out they were ready to go they had the crowd behind them it energized them and you know they they looked good in the first half and the broncos you know they fumbled the game away and 
and fumbled the uh, fourth and five call to their kicker. The kicker, I mean, the kick, it looked good, but it just hooked in the last, you know, yeah, 10, he actually 15 had yards, hooked off left. Two, two attempts at it, right? Like, because uh, there was timeout yeah, called and, he, and he, he hooked it, still hooked that one a still little left, a little, little wide left, and it seemed to, to go the same way. I mean, obviously, no no reason to panic in Denver. Yeah, uh, 16 I do, more games. I do love, uh, you know, um, comments from a coach like that saying, hey, this one was on me. Um, and, and, uh, you know, uh, Russell Wilson had a, had a good showing 340 yards, one yeah. touchdown, no interceptions. Yeah. He played well. That's something to they, build off of. I think all the more reason to why you're like scratching your head at the fourth and five call. Uh, but right. they lost that one 16, 17. Um, that, that was just on brand with the uh, week one NFL. Yeah. yeah. You know? That's Absolutely. just how it is. special teams. I mean, field goals. Field goals. People, people are, are losing missing. their minds. Bucker got hurt. People Going, are missing. Oh shit! Steelers. The Bengals. first season. The, 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 the my, my our entire season's lost. Yeah. Our team's never coming back. <laughs> Other teams are going, oh, we're Santos. there. <laughs> New York Giants well, going to the Super Bowl. I mean, looking at teams that are teams that are lost and are done. I mean, what about them? How about them boys? <laughs> <laughs> when the Bears get in a they, they get a, a the fine because they use a towel to to wipe up the. No, they had, a, the are you serious? they had a, a, a jersey out there. So that thing was like, it was a puddle out there, right? Like right. it was just piss pouring rain at Soldier Field. And they go out to take uh, a field goal and um, the the uh, placeholder brings out a jersey, a shirt to soak up the water on the ground where he's going to place the ball. You know, soaks up the water, tosses that aside, hikes by the rough throat. Like, you can't fucking do that. The fuck Give him credit. <laughs> Give him credit for inge- ingenuity. That's what, the guy, right. that's what they were saying. It's like, hey, man, you can't you can't blame a man for trying, right? Yeah, do it until they flag you. I mean, I, I don't think that there's a specific rule in the rule book saying you cannot take a jersey to soak up water. At least I've never Techni- heard of it. Technically, one, yeah, it doesn't say technically a jersey. It's just, so you can't use a towel. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Gotta be 100 cotton. Yeah, man, that was a uh, that was quite the uh, rain fest. I mean, you needed a, a, a an oar in a boat yeah. to. Uh, I'm to going move for the Bears that one. Th- again this week. You know, I, I'm hoping they top the Packers because wasn't Rogers saying that they he owns them? Yeah, he's like their daddy. Or oh, something dude, I like want to see his word. I just I just want to see him eat. I'm his your words. daddy. Just <laughs> dis- that'd be great. I'm your discount. Yeah, no, that'll be a good daddy. showdown. Definitely, that'll be a good one. <laughs> Well, yes. uh, good news for all of you concerned out there about the current social climate and and not so much of the current rhetoric from our president that is vilifying one side of the political spectrum and calling those individuals domestic terrorists or not the growing inflation, energy costs like gas and electric or, or food shortages, clean water, you know, growing crime and, 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 and growing violence. No, no, no. The clear concern for the NFL is racism. And, you know, not the clear and consistent racism in America that, you know, requires a Duke female volleyball player to tell tall tales in a state and a, at a college that arguably houses the most white people in America. Uh, uh, you know, even there in Utah and at BYU, racism has to be invented. But I digress. It, it, is, if this is your main concern, you are in luck because the NFL is combating the issue and taking racism head on, Kevin, head on, Chris, with chalk and adhesive sticker. And I want to read this little article from the Associated Press that is uh, letting you know what their plans are. 
regarding the social justice slogans. Uh, NFL teams will stencil it takes all of us and end racism in end zones for the third straight season as part of the league's Inspire Change social justice initiative. Players can choose one of seven messages for their helmet this year. End racism, stop hate, it takes all of us, Black Lives Matter, a classic, inspire change, and say their stories. Whose stories? Why their stories, of course. And uh, hot off the press is the brand new Choose Love. So the NFL pa uh, partnered with Colombian American uh, artist Ruben Rojas, Rojas, excuse me, to spread a clear message of love this season. In honor of Thursday night's league opener, Rojas created two signature love sculptures that will be placed in both Los Angeles and Buffalo, unifying the two coasts for the season. Why just for the season? Why not for, you know, all time? I mean, I knowing that those sculptures, sculptures are there, I already feel the love. Uh, On-field displays will, um, they will inspire change banners. What's a change banner? I, I think it's a place where you go and take a selfie. <laughs> or maybe perhaps you break a dollar. Um, and uh, of course, there will be goal post wraps, stencils, helmet decals, and uh, video board graphics. As we kick off another NFL season, the league's committed to social justice remains as present on field and in stadium across all 32 clubs as it is in communities nationwide. Anna Isaacson, NFL Senior Vice President of Social Responsibility says, justifying her paid position. Um, yeah, because you know you gotta have something to do. This year we're expanding efforts, AKA inventing more things for me to do to retain my job to include the Inspire Change Maker Award. Isn't that great? Got any change? Which will honor a local social justice change maker <laughs> from each club Space market. Change. The NFL will continue to feature Lift Every Voice and Sing, widely known as the Black National Anthem by white upper-class women across America. The end zone stencils will be placed on field for all clubs in all home games, except when other causes are being recognized. During a club salute to service, the game will... So instead of uh, uh, the end zone saying end racism, it will be replaced with salute to service. And in, ends, and in the other end zone, it will still remain. It takes all of us. Inspire Change Inspire showcases change. the collaborative efforts of players, owners, and league to create positive change, change in communities across the country and aims for equal opportunity for all. Inspire Change supports change. programs and initiatives that focus on education, economic advancement, criminal justice reform, and police community re relations. The league made a 10-year, $250 million commitment to social justice as part of Inspire Change. change. Uh, so, um, you know, the left, they, they really love their bumper stickers, don't they? they, they it's Everything's about the yep. bumper sticker mentality. Slogans. 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 The vaguer, the better. Exactly. Take, I don't know about you. I, I think they got the problem solved. I, I, think, <laughs> I know. I feel, I feel it. I feel better already. I feel I it. I think we are good to go now. 10 years, it's already done. Right. You know, and it's so true. <laughs> and and they, they, they take a massively complex issue that requires, you know, arguably strategic thought and approach, and they distill the concept down to a, a simple phrase that rejects all complexity of the subject. Slap the expression on the wall, slap it on a field, slap it on a banner, on a t-shirt, on a Twitter profile, and, uh, you know, you're done. That's it. 
you 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 now have absolved your absolved yourself from any responsibility, any ownership or need of solving the actual issue itself, right? Yeah, exactly. It's just it's really kind of infuriating. It's like why the hell do these damn sports entities have to get involved in politics? Why can't we just have the sport be a sport? We got separation of church and state. You can't have, you know, religion in the workplace or in schools. Why can't we have separation of woke and entertainment? It's because, <laughs> in, in my opinion, it's, so it's, it's because there's no commonality anymore. Like growing up, like, for example, cable or television, like people, you didn't have the internet. You didn't have the ability to kind of choose your own adventure. Like, so from a pop culture standpoint, everybody was mostly watching the same television shows, mostly seeing the same movies, mostly listening to the same local regional radio station, mostly hearing the same hits. You know what I'm saying? Everybody had that commonality and they could come under one umbrella to uh, relate with each other and other external entities could come in and manipulate those elements um, to get their message across to buy a little brain space um, for relatively cheap. But now that's not as much the case anymore. People are scattered. People are, you know, they got the Netflix, you've got, uh, you know, Apple music, you've got, you, you can, you can find whatever the commonality is not so common. Right. Um, and, but sports is still that space. Oh yeah. And NF, yep. the NFL is not arguably is the highest rated television show every year and it's so if you want to go if you want to get your message if you want to manipulate a, a population where better place to do that than the nfl the nba the major league baseball yeah that's that's what's so annoying and angering and frustrating all those kinds of things about this whole thing because it is so vague and the things that they try to do in the community to try to solve the issue is not going to solve the issue. Right. It's all well and good. You know, it's, it's, it's good for the kids that they can reach, but just like most all this woke cancer religion that they have, it's, it's really recruiting the kids to their leftist ideology. They're not trying to actually solve the issue. Right. If they're trying to solve the issue, they'd have people going into these communities talking about, Hey, uh, women and men, let's stop having babies out of wedlock. Uh, fathers, you do have babies. You need to stick around. Um, let's not get into the uh, drug culture, gang culture. Let's be upstanding citizens, stay in school, you know. But they're not trying to actually solve the issue. They're they're like wardens in the, the prison. They want to separate everyone into their own little groups. You get everyone into their own little groups so that you can control them. It's It's... Divide and conquer, it's the same tale. Absolutely been going on for And I was just gonna add on time. Not only that, but I mean it doesn't take a rocket scientist to go into, you know, Chicago, go into New York, go into these metropolitan cities that really need the help. Any, any and, big city, yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean it, there's all commonality there. It's all ran by a certain party and that's I mean, it's not hard to see. So, but the other frustrating aspect of it is that you do like we've gotten this sports fans like we we're the advocates of this. You know what I'm saying? Like we've we've been the ones that have been coming together and finding commonality, regardless of social, you know, class, regardless of race. You know what I mean? Like like sports fans have been 
all along this, it takes all of us mindset. And so for them to then act like, no, 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 it's you, you know, they can go around and they can search the land for examples of racism and that, you know, whether they're real or invented, when they do finally find them, they they then turn around and they wag their finger at the general population, you know, because, because after all, you know, you, you rinse clean if you, you, if you create the the hashtag or the, the the social media post or the or the bumper sticker, you know it's it's just empty platitudes that become cliche, fogging the actual issue itself, uh, and, and then so then that issue never even really gets solved. I don't think the name of the game is actually to solve or to end racism. It's like it's just becomes a brand. It just becomes a hashtag until something else comes along, and and to me that's that's what's just really frustrating is that you know the program that we so love to 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 watch and enjoy is is uh very obviously being infiltrated oh yeah i mean do weapons manufacturers want to end all wars uh, of course no. not they want to be able to continue making their product <laughs> the other thing that's super frustrating about the whole like especially just the black lives matter in particular is when it kind of first kicked off i think most people were kind of on board they were still kind of a little bit like well isn't it all lives matter but okay sure sure enough blm uh we support you and then they go around and start burning down cities and then you got the people that are running it in charge of it start siphoning off millions of dollars and buying homes and uh another guy just recently siphoned 10 million dollars off you got all this fraud going on and money's not getting back to the communities money's not getting back to the families of some of these victims and a lot of people start getting turned off to it so that now even some of the good that they're doing is overshadowed by all the bad and that's <laughs> it's the whole thing it's, it's, it's a power cluster. it's power or money or both that's the motivation for all of this stuff. And like you said, uh, it, those that had founded BLM who are, you know, on the take, you know, uh, uh, Patrice Clores buying, yeah. you know, million dollar homes, that other individual who I think yeah. uh, about 10, 10, $10 million. But, you know, you, you can look at it as even uh, the, the individual in the NFL, um, Anna Isaacson, who is the NFL senior vice president of social responsibility. Her job is to do this. Mm, So she's not going to not do this. You know, I don't, I don't blame her, you know? And again, I don't, I don't, I don't think any of us disagree with, none of us disagree with the slogans. None of us disagree with the, with the, with the, The uh, the message. Yeah. What we take issue with is that like this isn't an issue to us. You know what I mean? This is right. an issue of, like you were saying, Chris, an, 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 a, an agenda to divide. And again, I truly believe that the reason why sports has been so targeted lately within the last several years is because it's the only shared space that has as many people as it does under one umbrella, uh, dedicating their eyes and minds to this uh, product for a handful of hours, and that's where they can start to drip in a little bit of messaging, and then slowly start taking things to, over. So you can do this. You can't say this. You can't do that. You got to think this way. That we find this toxic, you know. And that's how they are able to start to change a society. Yep. And it's so. Uh, I'm not surprised, but um, at the same time. 
we, we have to be conscious of these things and we have to call it for what it is. And, and that it's people that are uh, leveraging these movements for power and money. It always is. That's it. Yep. It's not about the movement itself because th- they go on to the next thing as soon as That's the next it. thing becomes a thing. And now you got people who've got paid positions to keep this a thing because they don't want to lose their, you know, their money and their livelihood. And, and then we all just kind of have to like collectively deal with it opposed to just being able to yeah, just watch it. Yeah, and it's not game. like the NFL wasn't involved in the community before all this. They were totally involved in the community. Exactly. And they had their players going out with all these kids and having camps and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's not like they weren't already doing this. But yeah, it's just, it's, it's all political now. I mean, there's, there's nowhere you can go. Nowhere you can go, but that's why you have to get off the sideline and into the game. And you can do that by uh, joining our podcast, uh, subscribing to our podcast, Sideline the Agenda. Give us five-star rating and you can find us wherever you consume your podcast goods. And also you can join us on Twitter at Sideline Agenda. Sideline Agenda, get off the sideline and into the game. Okay, let's move on to our next topic. Uh, Now to Dallas and Dak Prescott. Uh, He's out for multiple weeks after sustaining a fracture near his right thumb in the fourth quarter of a 19-3 loss to Tampa Bay in the Cowboys season opener. Oh, Dak. And now uh, backup QB uh, Cooper Rush, who won a game filling in for an injured Dak last season. We'll get the first start Sunday against the defending AFC champions, the Cincinnati Bengals, who will be looking to get their first win of the season after losing to Pittsburgh in overtime last Sunday. Uh, But of course, Rush will have to win more than just one game for Dallas to stay in contention this season. Uh, The Cowboys, they did not look good. Their offense, even before Dak was hurt on Sunday, they they just they they just did not look good. Like no. they 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 looked like they missed Amari Cooper, who was traded to the Cleveland Browns uh, in an effort to cut costs. Probably those that money that they were giving now to Dak. <laughs> they were they they had to cut some cut some uh, uh, people off the payroll, and sadly Amari Cooper was was one of those guys. And of course, their number one receiver, uh, uh, Ceedee Lamb, caught just two passes on a game high eleven targets. And the Cowboys scored their wow. only points on the first possession, then didn't cross midfield again until the final minute of the third quarter. Yeah. Um, Dak, yeah, pretty stunk. bad. Dak, Dak took a crap and he stunk. But I mean, this is, to me is like, <laughs> this is textbook Dak. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, I wasn't seeing anything that I just the hype around him. I don't understand. I don't understand it. There's so many people no, who are like, weapons. dude, Jack Dak's elite, bro. Like 14 for 29, 48% completion rate, 134 yards, one interception, zero touchdowns. CeeDee Lamb, he's a, he's a top prospect there. You only caught two balls. You only got him the ball twice. I mean, Dak sucks. He's way overrated. Um, in my book, I mean, I, I just I don't see anything out of him. You only score three points. I why is he getting paid? I mean, that deck attack, he's making 40 million a year, man. 40 million. Yeah, he's he's one of those quarterbacks that needs weapons. If if you give him good weapons and a good O-line, he can go out there and he can be the number one offense like he like you, he was last year. You mean like he's every quarterback in the NFL? I mean, <laughs> exactly. how many seasons has he completed <laughs> you take and not away, been injured? You, 
Yeah, you take away Cooper. You take away. I think he had one of his linemen hurt. Yeah, he doesn't have a great line. But yeah, his his yeah. run game is not what it once was. So now you kind of get all the uh, weight put on Dak's shoulders. He can't carry it. He's not one of those top notch. Well, hold uh, on here, quarterbacks that can make all these other guys better. Agreed. It, the the Mari Cooper that I mean that really hurt him. But let's hold on here. I mean, they were just chalking up and talking about their their defense, how superior their defense is, and um, I mean. The defense was a no-show either. They didn't make any stops on Tom Brady. Tom Brady pretty much just marched down the field whenever he wanted to. The defense wins championships. <laughs> That's right. Now, Leonard, yeah, I mean, Leonard Fournette, he had, uh, what, he averaged like six yards per carry. Yeah, um, they're running all over him. 127 I mean, yards for the Bucks. 127. Yeah, Tampa did have to kick a lot of field goals, but I, I mean, maybe that's more on Tampa than it was on Dallas. All but I'm saying is it's all about ROI, return on investment. Dak Prescott making $40 million a year compared to what Tom yeah. Brady, isn't he making like $17 million? But yeah, Tom he's, Brady's he's not smart worth. enough to know, I'm going to take a little pay cut. You're going to take this money. You're going to get me some goddamn offensive linemen yeah. some some f- fucking wide receivers that can go catch the <laughs> damn ball and i'm gonna stand in the pocket with my old ass and i'm gonna toss them five yard here seven yard here you know what i mean i'm just yep. gonna march down the field and then guess what because i'm always making the playoffs if not the super bowl if not winning the super bowl and then i'm gonna get all my advertisement deals mm. and i'm gonna be selling you know gucci cologne or whatever the fuck did right? you see how upset and got he got make up mad other money that i'm not that dak's getting yeah <laughs> did you see how upset he got when he actually hit the turf <laughs> He popped up yelling at the Who's offense. Uh, uh, Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, every time he hits a foot, he like, pops Damn it, up that's not yelling and he's got that face gone. And it, it's funny to see. I wish I saw it more. I must admit. You can't hit. You can't touch the Teflon Tom. <laughs> <laughs> don't you know that's, a, don't that's you know practically who I a rule? I think that is me. a rule. Yeah. Don't you know who I am? Uh, exactly. <laughs> I will say Ezekiel Elliott, too. I mean, that's another prospect that's been a dud. I'm just going to throw it out there. No, for sure. <laughs> yeah, you can't touch Tom. Yeah, Dak is a major problem for the Cowboys. They're, they're paying him way too much money. And, uh, yeah, they're running back as a, as a has-been already. So, I mean, they might be better off cutting bait in, in these next couple of years. I think they had to keep him there I for mean, this if I year was, for draw. Yeah. But, yeah, I'd be thinking real hard and serious because even when he is there, he's getting hurt. You know, he missed, what, almost all of last season and – uh, now this year he's out with the thumbs for yeah again, at least guys about a that get paid half, man so they wash out it's like Zeke forty million to be around for ten games Zeke yeah. got paid he had a you know he actually tried before his contract negotiations it gets paid and then he's like nowhere to be found he, he didn't do shit that game I it's just nope. it just that just seems to be the case it, you know I bet Jerry Jones is kicking himself for not making me you know making a run though he probably would have had no. Th- thought to think that he would need to do this but you know get jimmy garoppolo but now that trey lance kind of shit the bed i don't think that anybody's the uh, 49ers can be letting go of jimmy anytime soon i think cowboy fans will well, be stoked wait. they got a new guy in there new ginger and he's undefeated no losses for the cowboys <laughs> cooper rush go get him higher higher completion percentage at 53 percent cooper <laughs> yeah, go get him, Coop. Hanging with Mr. No, Cooper. The, the savior, the savior for the Cowboys is out there. I mean, just ask Stephen A. Smith. You know, he's he's saying they they need to seriously consider thinking about bringing in uh, Colin Kaepernick. 
<laughs> he would say that. that guy's a clown. He literally man. said that. Oh he, he's like, he, he can make plays with his legs. You know, it's something they, that they got to consider. And then, and then he goes right through and, and basically calls Texas racist so that they'll never do it. He's like, he's like, uh, this is Texas. You know, patriotic yeah. individuals they pride saying, themselves on being since the whole Catholic situation that, was hijacked like what does that even mean he's like the the Catholic situation got hijacked like what hijacked how well this is the it's guy pretty obvious what it was man this is the guy who said the Chargers were going to get more points than the Raiders in week one and then who was going to win the game and he then picked the the Raiders to win the game in week one like he's <laughs> the guy's got no foundation he's got no uh, conviction at all he he will say whatever uh, he needs to do to get the big check but uh, yeah. all this to say the rhetoric's out there the the narrative that Dak Prescott is an elite quarterback I have never bought into that. Um, so what I would love to do, actually, is ask all of you guys, top 10 quarterbacks. I'm, I'm curious. Ooh. Is Dak even, don't answer this, but is Dak Prescott even a top 10 quarterback in your books? Now, your book meaning, if you were to start your own franchise today with the expectation of at least putting together a winning team, Let's just say you want to try to make the playoffs. I'm not looking for like a six-year build down the road. I'm saying you get a new franchise. You need to start winning in order to retain your job. Who are you picking? Who's your top 10 quarterbacks that you're looking to? I don't know. What should we do, guys? Should we do uh, uh, start with number 10? What? what should we? Uh, ha- I mean, it's going to get hard to kind of keep track of everybody since there's three of us. But what do you think there, Chris? Like, or, right, or we Kevin. can go any any order you want to count down or count up. I'm, I'm cool either way. Uh, probably more of a build, I guess, to get to the. Uh, let's build it. Let's yeah, build yeah, it. Yeah. Let's start at number okay. ten. Okay, let's start at number ten. So I'll go ahead and start it off. Uh, my number ten pick for uh, potential franchise quarterback for for the big win. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> should do a drum roll uh, uh, sound effect. Uh, but we got Kevin. I'm picking uh, Jalen Hurt is my number ten quarterback. Nice. Chris, what do you got? I'm going Jackson, Baltimore. Wow, he's, 10. he's my number ten. Interesting, yeah. Kevin. Mine is Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, I get that. I actually have him at eleven. He's lipping that ten spot. Yeah, yeah. All right, okay, okay. Let's uh, let's keep on going up, moving on up. Uh, number nine, uh, my quarterback is Russell Wilson, at, uh, sitting at number mm. nine. How about you, Chris? You copied me. I got ah, Wilson at nine nice. as well. How about there, Kev? <laughs> I got. Lamar Jackson. Oh, really? I yep. see. I can't believe it. Both yep. of you guys hating on Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lamar. Well, we'll get to it. Uh, we'll keep on moving up. Playoffs, we'll keep man. on moving up. Okay, so number eight, uh, my pick is Joe Burrow. How about you, Chris? I'm going Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. He can't even yep. play. He didn't even make my 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 list. I, I, I must say, I'm matching you, Scott. Uh, I got if, if he's healthy and playing. He's I on. got Joe Burrow, he's number eight. eight. All right, see, I like it. We're all kind of on, you know, floating around the same area. I must admit, I completely forgot about Deshaun Watson. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a reason. Well, well here's reason the thing: that. he's not going to help you win when he's uh, sitting at home suspended nope. for uh, getting his taint massaged. Um, so <laughs> now we're looking at number. Seven and I have got the illustrious Lamar Jackson sitting pretty at, at number seven. He's he's he does run. I know that the legs uh, expire, but I think he's building his pocket game and he does win. 
So uh, Lamar Jackson is my seventh spot. How about you, Chris? I'm going with Burrow here at seven. All right. Okay. Floating all around the same spot. Kevin. Uh, I got the gentleman we watched all last night, uh, Mr. Russell Wilson. Wow. Okay. Sitting at the seven spot. <laughs> I like spot. that. All right. So for me, the sixth spot is uh, my own QB, Matt Stafford. Chris, what do you think? I'm here at uh, Stafford as well. Oh, I'm here at Stafford, Stafford as well. A, oh, Stafford, unanimous. Solid six quarterback. <laughs> I love that because uh, I don't think we're wrong. Because here's the thing. Nobody's taking Stafford top five. If you're going like, who's your top five quarterbacks? We're obviously going to get to that here. But nobody's going, oh, dude. Matt Stafford all day, <laughs> unless you're like a Homer Rams fan. But if you're if you if you have a little bit of self conviction and and you look at yourself deep enough in the mirror, you're realizing that Stafford ain't necessarily that guy. He has those moments where he's like his brain just kind of drifts away. Okay, um, so uh, let's move on to the five spots. So these are answering that question: Who do you got as your top five quarterbacks? here we are we're, we're we're at the this is elite status these are the guys that we're saying are just top straight five. up elite top five nfl quarterbacks in the nfl today at the five spot i'm picking mr discount double check himself aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah man <laughs> number five dude i he's uh, i don't i like I, it. he's you I know like he's 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 got the witchy woman as his, his girlfriend he's he's seeming to you know uh, get a little emotional out there that yeah. he doesn't have his guys kind of maybe throwing a bit of a fit lately a little bit last year too let's be honest the guy can win but uh, i don't know if that i'm uh, i'm dependent on him uh, through the gate i don't know that's just me how about you chris number five i just realized i miscounted here i oh, am no. uh, i'm short a quarterback <laughs> Stafford was my number five. Sorry. Oh, Stafford you should have made it up. Five. Oh, well, now I just like talk shit about you because uh, I was like, nobody. Well, Chris he's is, he is my bottom of the elite. He's he my bottom of the elite. So we'll give you we'll give you the benefit of the doubt, Chris, that uh, maybe maybe there's a little bit of biases he, there. Maybe he was gotta, clutch that Watson in the postseason. Pick. Just went zero. You you, you, just, you just got an empty <laughs> slot now because you chose Watson. Right. I got an empty slot. <laughs> That's right. He did have three comeback wins when it counted in the playoffs in yeah. the Super Bowl. He I'll tell you that. who my number five is. Justin Herbert. Okay, Justin oh, Herbert. The how did Los I forget Angeles Herbert? Chargers. You don't even have Herbert on your list. Did you even take this list seriously, Chris? <laughs> I did. Damn it. Okay, so so we'll let you we'll let you do this, Chris, just to keep everybody honest. We'll let you switch your Stafford pick. We'll drop him down one, and we'll let you slide Justin Herbert in that five spot. What do you think? <laughs> No, he ain't doing it. He might have it. I might have him up. I think I would have did Herbert six. Okay. I still would have had Stafford five. Herbert All right, would be my so six. we're keeping you honest. All right, yeah. that that Because he hasn't works. proven anything yet. So now moving to the fourth spot. Well, of course, I've got Justin Herbert, my fourth quarterback. Chris, mm. number four, what do you have? Rogers. Oh, <laughs> discount, double check. My number four is Josh Allen. Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills quarterback. Okay, I see that. All right, now moving to the three spot. This is it, man. I mean, we were already on the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> but this, is, this isn't this is the side face. Who is that, Lincoln? This, this is the ones that you can see. Uh, uh, or maybe is that Teddy Roosevelt? But um, anyway, Teddy. number three for me, Tom Brady. Oh, wow. 
Okay. Yeah, man. All right. Uh, Tom Brady. He's, all right. He, of course, is is the man. You don't want to uh, bet against Tom. But if I'm starting a franchise nice. this year, I think there's two other guys I could look to that could definitely get me there quicker and uh, with more energy and uh, just uh, just a, some, some more mashugana than uh, Tom Brady could. <laughs> I would agree with that. However, my I'm ratings are like uh, just top quarterbacks of the year. I don't... Sure, I, okay. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. That's fine. I mean, it really doesn't matter. I mean, like this list even counts or matters. Like nobody gives a shit. <laughs> anyway, Chris, who do you got? Your oh, I'm thinking that uh, three spot. I'm thinking that Scott uh, copied me on the, the these top three here. I'm going Brady number oh. three. Oh, how about you, Kevin? I got Rogers. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Rogers. <laughs> Well, I mean, put him in the three I, spot. You can't argue against that. I mean, that's that's the thing. It's like you know, top five, where top three. Yeah. It's, it's reigning just MVP. The same thing. Absolutely. So, of course, here we are, number two spot for me, Josh Allen. Ooh. I mean, yeah, the guy he, can run. He can move. He can throw in the pocket. I think he's he's got mental mistakes sometimes. I think he gets a little hot headed ego driven which is great you want that for the, that competitiveness that competitive edge but at the same time i think he he's prone to making stupid mistakes um so yeah number two chris who you got yeah you, you copied me i'm josh allen number two <laughs> all right and kevin i got the brady bunch all right mr tom brady and for the number one quarterback sound that pretty you unanimous. would take, I'm sure it is, Dak Prescott. <laughs> no, <it's> yes, <laughs> gotta go Dak all day long. I think y'all know uh, I'm picking Patrick Mahomes. How about you, Chris? Derek Cartner, Patrick Mahomes all day. <laughs> Geno Smith. Yeah. No, I got yeah. Mr. Smith. Patrick M. Hyphen Holmes. Mahomes in the house. <laughs> Mahomes for sure. He's he's got the arm. He's got the intangibles. He's also got some mobility. I mean, he's he's got it all. Well, maybe perhaps jumping the gun there, but so I don't think Dak Prescott was on anybody's list. No surprise, surprise. No. Actually, I kind of ran chase the rabbit a little bit to see who where I would put him. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys did this. You know, you don't need to say if you did or didn't because I'll just read you what I got. Um, so my 11 spot, I had Kirk Cousins. I then followed him with Matt Ryan, 13, Kyler Murray, 14 spot is where Dak Prescott fell. I had one notch above Carson Wentz. Completely forgot about Deshaun Watson. I must completely admit that. Um, but uh, still. Top 15, I think we could probably all agree that Dak would yeah. be in that area, but definitely right. he's not a top 10 quarterback. I had him at 12. Yeah. Oh, 12. All right. I had him uh, yeah, after I was, Kirk. I had Kyler in there, and then I had Dak. Yeah, he's definitely a solid 12 to 15 area range in there. Yeah. Well, there you go. So uh, that would uh, that what? definitely sidelines that agenda on uh, Dak Prescott. I, I would like to know what everyone else is. Pixar. If you guys are listening to this, you absolutely, know. let us know where, where you. I'm sure that we got some uh, good uh, cowboy fans who. Are just I love livid. the debate. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. What you guys are sleeping hey. on the new ginger? I'm saying. Hey, you know, maybe you're kicking the team while they're down, especially with the, you know, Dak getting hurt again. Um, maybe some might argue that he's probably maybe wiping his brow and going good. 
I get to sit this season out. My my whole line ain't Again. that good. Yeah. Um, well, things weren't looking so great, so maybe I'm going to head on home. I got no one to throw to, bro. Supposedly, <laughs> supposedly he's only supposed to be out yeah. like six, six weeks. weeks. Yeah. Might be back after the bye week nine. We'll, we'll or see so, how good so. uh, Cooper we'll Rush see. does. Uh, yeah, no, we won't. We won't rush to judgment on old Cooper. You know that this might be the best thing that happened to the Cowboys because if he comes out and looks pretty decent, then that'll give them an excuse to drop that huge forty million dollar albatross off their uh, books. I don't understand though because it's not on his throwing hand. Is it not? Yeah, it was. No, yeah, it, no was. it was on it his, was his right hand. hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was on yeah, his. That's hand. why he had to come out. He couldn't hold the ball. Okay. Yeah, 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 definitely right hand. All right. Maybe I was just too busy just talking crap in my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, we uh, wish Dak Prescott a speedy recovery. Yes, um, sir. And, uh, of course, uh, you know, we, we hope for the best for, for Cooper Rush and uh, the Dallas Cowboys because, you know, the NFL does – it's it's no good to have – even though I'm no Cowboys fan by any stretch of the imagination, it's always good to have a good Dallas Cowboys uh, yeah, it's good team. for the league. It's good for the league. Keeps it healthy. Beat the Bengals next week, please. Yeah, exactly. Come on, Coop. <laughs> we believe in you. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for listening to Sideline the Agenda. And please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Uh, leave us a five-star review, if you will, and share the show with your friends. That really helps out. Uh, yeah, that's going to do it for us. My name is Scott. With me is Kevin and Chris. And this is Sideline the Agenda. Get off the sideline and into the game.